Hello, this is Bria Barthel for Hudson Mohawk Magazine. Back with Cheryl McKeown at the Book House in Stuyvesant Plaza, one of the best independent bookstores in the area. So it's been a long, gray January. We can't say don't worry, but Cheryl is here to give us some tips on how to be happy with a collection (laughs) of books about happiness, delights, and joy. So Cheryl, what's your first one? Hi, Bria. Uh, Happy New Year, since that is our theme. Uh, The first book that I have to share is The Good Life, which is a new hardcover by Robert Waldinger and Mark Schultz. And they have a a thesis, which they have um, substantiated through a scientific study of happiness. I won't try to summarize exactly how those studies worked, but what they have come up with as something that we can think about is what makes for a good, fulfilling, and satisfying life? The answer, relationships. And they posit that what we need in order to feel good about ourselves and about life is to have relationships with other people, friends, family, uh, creating relationships, meeting people. It's a really inspiring uh, book. If you're shy, this would probably be a good book for you because it is a, um, a good argument for reaching out. So that's the first one. That sounds great. I know New York Times has been doing a session of wellness things, and one of the days they talked about relationships and had a little quiz to see how good you are at, at creating and forming and keeping relationships. Uh, I think I saw one of those New York Times pieces, and I hope that I'm not borrowing too heavily from it. But um, the, the next one that I came up with is The Comfort Book by Matt Haig. And if you read fiction, you know Matt Haig as the author of The Midnight Library, which has been a bestseller for quite a few weeks the last year. Um, also, um, How to Stop Time. It was his earlier fiction. This, The Comfort Book, is short little chapters, some of them only a sentence long, about how to feel good when you have every reason to feel bad. And I have found it personally to be very comforting in times of sorrow. I just, um, I'd listened to this as well as read it. And Matt Haig just made me have a different perspective on how to how to look on the bright side without minimizing the um, the suffering and the sorrow that you might be experiencing. So, so you don't have to have everything be happy-go-lucky, which it never will be, in order for yourself mm-hmm. to be at peace and happy. Exactly. One of his chapters is it's okay, and it's a it's a, a very short page long. So I highly, I do highly recommend Matt Haig. That's great. It's a beautiful, light, uh, sort of turquoisey blue cover with starlit things all over it. So just looking at the cover will bring happiness. This is true. I feel that, too. As well as as Matt Haig, my go-to next to me on the bedside table always is Anne Lamott. Um, She has written a number of books that you probably have heard of. Plan B, operating instructions about uh, why don't babies come with. That one is probably 30 years old. I read that because um, Anne and I have the same age son, and um, I remember it well. So that kind of got me started on my Anne Lamott um, go-to. She is a, a Californian. She lives in Mill Valley. She is quite prolific, and her philosophy is pull yourself up, look on the bright side, and she's not smarmy, and she's very spiritual, but not what you would call religious. And she can use salty language in the same sentence as referring to um, the Holy Father, um, and, it, and it feels right. She just makes you happy. She's also very funny. So this one in my hand is Dusk, Night, Dawn. 
the one that I uh, really go to as much as this one is help, thanks, wow. She maintains those are the only three prayers we need. And that's a good one to keep in mind if you're feeling at all um, overwhelmed. Help, thanks, wow. So Anne Lamott, always. Next. Well, uh, this might be repetitive. Bria and I have spoken before, and I hope that I haven't talked too much about Ross Gay. Uh, Ross Gay is a a poet. He teaches at um, Indiana University in Bloomington, and he has a number of books. The Book of Delights is now in paperback. It's about two years old. And The Book of Delights, he started on his 42nd birthday when he determined to write a positive essay every day for a year. And he didn't quite get to 365, but that's okay because it's it's a, a substantial little book as it is. Again, a, a page or two or three long of wonders in nature, wonders in the world, wonders of relationships, of strangers being nice to each other um, just suddenly and spontaneously. And he finds and notices these, these joys in life and writes them beautifully because he is a poet. So the Book of Delights, again, it's a great one just to pick up and open randomly because you'll feel better. And his second one, which came out this fall, is Inciting Joy. It is also essays. It's on the same order as um, as the Book of Delights, but these essays are a little bit longer. They move quickly. Uh, again, you can read them just randomly. You don't have to think that you have to sit down and read this book. Just keep it at hand, and it'll make you feel better. One of the members in my book club had actually introduced me to the Book of Delights, and it does live up to its title. <laughs> oh, that's, that's good to hear. And my last nonfiction recommendation is uh, a writer... Margaret Rankle. And Margaret writes, uh, I think, a weekly column in the New York Times, so you may be familiar with her already. She's from the South. She lives in Nashville. And she's been called um, a wonderful chronicler of the South. And I don't feel that. I feel she's a wonderful chronicler of the world and of nature. Um, I know she thinks of herself as a Southerner. And so there is that kind of a gentility maybe about her writing that would be a, a stereotype of Southern writers. But uh, Late Migrations has a beautiful cover. Uh, it's an outline of a woman's face, and it's filled with all kinds of flora and fauna. She, she writes about, again, wonders of nature, um, not so much life in general, but nature. She acknowledges hardships and sorrows and tragedies in nature, but always puts a spin on it that we can do something about it, or we can look at, at the beauty in nature. Again, it's a collection of essays, and it can be read um, a little bit at a time. So those are some uplifting nonfiction Great. And that's one, two, three, four, five, six nonfiction books. And now we have a few more fiction books. And these are all from 2022, 2023, right? No. <laughs> um, one is, I'll, I'll tell you as, as I go along. Love and Saffron is from um, 2021. It's going to go into paperback any minute now. And the author is Kim Fay. And Love and Saffron is uh, basically a novel in letters between two women, one a young woman who is in um, Los Angeles, and she writes a fan letter to uh, an author who lives um, in the uh, Puget Sound area in the San Juan Islands, and she's a food writer. And they begin a correspondence, and eventually it becomes a friendship. They do get to meet. It's a, a novel of letters, friendship, and recipes. 
And the recipes are really quite accessible. It's a lot of fun. The other wonderful thing about this book is it's a younger woman and an older woman. And it, it kind of illustrates how those kinds of unexpected friendships can bring such joy. Love and Saffron. This was on a, a, a Best of 2022 broadcast when I was driving back from Buffalo that a station in Syracuse put together. And I learned the term epistolary novel. Yes, it's an epistolary novel. I love that word. I love epistolary novels. And this is one of the best of, uh, of the recent crop. And it is going to paperback. If you or your book club likes to stick to a less expensive format, it's going to be, I didn't look up the exact date, but it's going to be very soon. And we've got just another minute or two. One of our staff members, um, who's actually the kid's buyer and doesn't read a lot of grown-up books, this is what she calls them, absolutely loves The Fortnight in September. And it was written in 1931. It is, as, um, as you would guess, about two weeks. And it's a British family who goes to the seashore for two weeks every September. And it's joyful. It's family stories. It's peaceful. It doesn't have any of our current woes because it was written in 1931. And it's a beautiful um, British style of writing. It's so uplifting. And we, we highly recommend this one for someone who comes in and says, I just want to be happy. Nina George wrote The Little Paris Bookshop, which was very popular. It's a few years old now. I wanted to mention it because she has a new one coming out in 2023, The Little Village of Book Lovers. We're all about books about bookstores here, and this is going to be our next big recommend. Those are great. So those are the fiction books, Love and Saffron, The Fortnight in September, The Little Paris Bookshop, and The Little Village of Book Lovers. If people want to order these or come in, tell us a little bit about the book house. Oh, thank you. Uh, Well, we are here seven days a week, and you can always come in and browse and ask our advice. We're happy to give that. If you can't make it in, please call us. We'll look up titles for you, let you know the availability. And we also have a website that you can refer to, but we're more than happy to answer the phone if you call and want to talk to somebody who might be able to offer advice over the phone. And also special order books. We special order books that can come in between two and five days from the time of ordering them. And we're always happy to do that and do research for you. Great. Thank you. And once again, that's Cheryl McKeown at the Book House of Stuyvesant Plaza. And they have another store in Troy, the Market Block Books. Thank you so much, Cheryl. Thank you, Bria. And thanks to our listeners. Hope to see you soon.